Life Uncut podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This episode is recorded on Gadigal land of the Aurora Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Life Uncut. I'm Laura. And I'm Brooke. And we have some news. Are we going to say that it's Thursday? <laughs> oh, I fuck. All right. <laughs> Firstly, before I tell you what the news is, let's, yeah, let's build the suspense. Yeah, hey guys, the anticipation. We've got something that we want to tell you. It's Thursday. But this we won't yet. <laughs> it's an Ask Uncut episode. And that means that you guys... Why are you talking like that? Have written in questions. Um, because I'm building suspense, Brittany. Okay, ask that like a porno. Uh, true. Are you aroused? Uh, no. 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 Okay. All right. Well, ask Uncut. That is where you uh, you send in your questions, and we do our best to answer them. It's solicited, unqualified advice, where we answer your deep, your dark, and your burning questions. Okay, Laura's obviously far too excited. She's jumping <laughs> out of the seat because we do have, I guess, two big things that we are announcing. One's bigger than the other, but they're both. Uh, 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 they're both big. Oh, they're both equally as exciting. I mean, I'm excited for both of them. Maybe they could go together. Like, what if people put them on to go to the other one? Wait, you're going to wear the thing to go to the thing? Could we thing Inception? That's a... I mean, you could wear the thing and bring the thing <gasps> at to the, the thing. thing. Okay, guys. So, the news is you all asked for it. Actually, all of you didn't, but some of you did. And we are doing... A live show. We are. But we're just testing the waters because if it sucks, we won't do more than one. So we're just doing one to start (laughs) with. We think it's going to be fucking awesome. It's not going to suck, but like, well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. You never know if you've never done it. So like, we're just putting it out there. It's our first time. If it does, don't come at us. (laughs) Yep. Maybe don't share it on social media. It is something that has been asked for, you know, since we started, it was something that was asked of us, but we never were in a real position to. I mean, Laura had two little kids all the time. We had full-time jobs. We were trying to do they, this. I do have them all the time. I keep yeah, trying to say, like, go away. Them. And then they just come back and go, go away. But they're always there. But the need and the ask and the want has become more prevalent over time. And I just, I, I guess two weeks ago now, maybe, I put a poll up. I put a one final poll. There was I was doing a question, right, a Q&A. And there were a few that came through saying, are you and Laura ever going to do a live show? So I thought, you know what? This is a current theme. I'm going to put the poll out. Guys, if we do a live show, is anyone going to come? Does anyone want to actually see us and hear us? And, well, the poll spoke for itself. 3% of people said yes. No. <laughs> no, it was it was overwhelmingly yes. So we, you asked, we're delivering, we are going to – we're going to attempt our first live show. But also, this is also in conjunction because obviously we have the book coming out at the end of the year. We Once again, if you haven't pre-ordered that, it is called We Love Love. Please pre-order um, it. Links are in our bio. Links are in our bio. Links are also on the website. But this is just to coincide with that launch. We're going to be – it's going to be in October. Unfortunately, we are doing it to start with in Sydney. We just – we have one planned. It may turn into two depending on how ticket sales go for the first one. But we really wanted to try it. We really wanted to get it dialed. We 
we have really exciting plans for what this live show is going to look like. But we also wanted to like make sure that we had it right. So that way, once that's done, we can then roll it out to other places. So we are really sorry if you're in Brisbane, if you're in Perth, wherever you are, we want you to be there. Unfortunately, that would also mean buying a ticket to come to Sydney. But yeah, like one day we'll be coming to you as well. So yeah. don't feel excluded. We love you all equally. Yeah, if it's, it's just like, just let us dip our toe in. But it, if it goes well, we want to... I mean, like a tour is a big word, and, and just that makes me anxious. Give, yeah, <laughs> because like, like I mean, we've been recording this uh, in a lounge room and still do that for three years. We we forget you guys are there. We just talk to ourselves and to to get in front of all of you. We'll be like we're naked. Yeah, uh, and like talking in. about. Uh, let me put it this way. I feel fine talking about a finger in the bum on a podcast. Would I feel fine doing that in front of a completely sold out, you know, room of people? Maybe not quite so much, but I'm I'm going to do it. You can give it a whirl. Yeah. Future demos. Maybe, wave it around. <laughs> but no, we also have something else that we want to tell you guys. And that is that we have new jumper merch coming as well. Yes. So- and they're so Good. They're actually, I mean, if you guys liked last year's, I, we these. think you're going to love this year's ones. And also we have... Because like last year, the big problem with our merch was that it sold out very quickly and so many people missed out and we understand that the, like the site crashed and it was just a whole fucking mess to be perfectly <laughs> honest. So we really put some time in. We appreciate it's taken us a bit longer this year, but we have a lot more of it to make sure that we can, you know, get one out to everyone who wants one. Keep your eyes and ears on Instagram. Like we said, all of the details are up on our website, but if you jump onto Life Uncut Podcast, that's our Instagram, go follow it. We will have all those details coming up very shortly for all the super exciting like this at the end of this year for this podcast has just blown out book live show jumpers pew 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 so triple threat baby buy the book and wear the jumper and bring them both to the live show i would love you <laughs> let's get into answering some questions i mean then that that makes you a real diehard laugher doesn't it like <laughs> came to the show bought the book wore the jumper came so conquered all right let's get into the questions question number one i'll kick start So my boyfriend has a group text with about six of his guy friends. Three of them are single and the other three are in relationships. I recently found out that it's really common for them to share pictures or screenshots of the girls that the single guys are hooking up with, which I think is fine. But an extra part that I just found out is that the single guys are sharing pretty much any nudes or sexualized pics of these girls that they are sent. There's a lot of topless pics and I just said that is disgusting. I told my boyfriend this. He told me that I'm overreacting. I said it is very disrespectful. He said he wasn't doing anything wrong. And if he was, he wouldn't be so honest with me about it. I want him off this group text, but he refuses. So am I wrong or is this gross and disrespectful? Yes, this is gross and disrespectful. Also, this is the fact that he... The fact that he turns around and says, I told you this because I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. Just because you don't think you're doing something wrong doesn't mean you're not actually doing something wrong. Actually, what you're doing is something that's fucking illegal because when somebody sends a nude photo of themselves to one person, they are giving consent for that one person to see the photo. So every single one of those boys who feel the need to then send those photos internally, it's revenge porn. Now that feels like it, like that as a word, like that's such a weighty thing to tell someone and be like, dude, that's fucking revenge porn. I just that drop sounds, it, drop the law bomb. Yeah, and that that sounds, I mean, obviously it feels so defaming, but like that's exactly what this is. And the fact that he doesn't see this as a problem, I think really just goes to show that there is still this huge gap between 
like lads being lads. It's just the boys being boys and what actually is is acceptable and how women should be treated. It makes me so fucking angry. And I have definitely dated guys in the past who had these sorts of group chats, who thought this sort of behavior is okay. But to objectify a woman or to think that, that it's okay to share nudes, even with that, around friends, without that person's consent is problematic on so many fucking levels. And there's probably a part of them, and this is this is so, so wrong, but the word revenge porn, there's probably part of them that's like, what, this isn't revenge porn? We're telling them how hot, we're, we're talking about how hot they are. This is all positive. Like they probably don't associate it with, we're not going out trying to ruin someone's life. It doesn't matter. It is illegal. You cannot share somebody else's nudes without their consent. I would be, if... Oh, I would be ropeable and mortified if I knew that someone, obviously someone you trusted. Because if you're sending a nude to someone, there's a level of trust and respect there. This is usually the understanding between two people. If I knew they were going and just sharing that my personal photos around, I would be... You'd be off it. You'd be off them. You'd be, bye, see you later. But also, do you know what? I think it's really important for us to have this conversation because it's so easy for this to be one-sided and for this conversation to be gendered. It's so easy to say like male group chats do this to the girls that they're dating. But I also know that a lot of women do this as well. A lot of women will send around dick pics or they'll send around photos that they have of their partners, not necessarily their boyfriends, but of guys that they're dating a lot of us have done this in different ways. And I think it's something to be really, really conscious of. Like, do you want to be part of that archaic mentality that is like, oh, it's okay to share this dick pic with my friend because it's funny, you know, or do you want to be part of the movement that says, you know, actually, do you know what? I want better for our digital footprint. I want better for the way we treat each other online. Yeah, sure. I might find something funny or I might find something amusing that I want to share with my friends, but I'm going to be the bigger person that doesn't subscribe into this gossip and really like objectify and defame someone. Because I do think that it isn't just guys who do this. Like we do this sending around dick pics as well. Mate, I have seen this. Mate, I'm getting fired up now. M8. M8. I have seen this in our Facebook group. And obviously these are posts that we have very quickly deleted, but people sharing photos that someone has sent to them a dick pic or something that maybe I mean normally it has been a dick pic with the sort of sentiment of like ha 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 I cannot believe I was sent this like that's never okay in any situation doesn't matter if it's a guy sending it to his group of guy friends of a girl or a girl sending it and putting that there to their group of friends who are girls this whole situation is monumentally fucked and I think it all comes down to this conversation around values You guys might be aligned on a lot of things, but he is showing you who he is and where his values lie by saying that he doesn't think that there is a problem with this. So I, I would say the next way for you to approach this situation is to sit down, to have a really genuine conversation around why this is so problematic. If he doesn't understand to educate him on why this is problematic, and if he still thinks that this isn't an issue and that you're overreacting about this, I would really question whether he is someone whose values line up with what you want and expect and need in a partner because this to me reeks of immaturity it reeks of toxic masculinity it reeks of just this really archaic lads will be lads and I think that we need to be better and ask for better in our relationships and let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt let's just say he's not educated on the topic he doesn't know it's illegal let's start from there take him all that information sit down on the internet pull it up show him cases of people that have 
gone to prison for this kind of a thing. Like, this is a real thing. But I mean, like, fuck, it's 2022. You shouldn't have to, like, people shouldn't have to be handheld through this conversation. You know, I I, kind of hate that we I disagree. Really? Yeah, only to a point that I'm not saying we need to handhold, but I disagree. There would be some very, very naive completely removed people still in society. And like, this is why I say, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. If, if he doesn't know this is actually illegal, like he might know deep down that it's like, oh, probably shouldn't be sharing these, but he might not know it's actually people go to prison for it. Educate him, show him. If he still has the same sentiment and belief that it's okay, well then that's something you need to decide to decide if you want to stay in that relationship because I wouldn't. Like for me, I'd be like, well, that's you're disgusting. Like yeah. I, it's not for me. And I guess like the big thing for me is is like I know that we keep coming back to this whole concept of revenge porn and, and like something being illegal or criminalized or whatever. But I don't think it always has to be around like where the law lies. Like what feels morally right? Like what feels good to you as a person? What is the right way to treat someone? they're the qualities I want in my partner. Like, you know, I I don't kind of date someone based on are they doing something criminal or not? Like I date someone based on do their values, is who they are as a person aligned with who I am as a person? And can I be confident and proud in the way that they represent women, in the way that they fight for minorities, in the way that they share their political views? And I really think that this is all very intertwined. Question number two. two. Oh, there we go. All right. Question number two. About three weeks ago, I had the best sex of my life. Get your girl. Good on you. Get a girl. Happy for you. And it was a one night stand. I didn't realize sex could be this good or that it was even possible when you pick up at a nightclub. I knew he was from out of town, so there was no expectations. We had an amazing night and morning and then also had an amazing afternoon. He didn't leave until 2 p.m. So there was lots of sexy times. When he left, I didn't ask for his number because in my head I was kind of telling myself, well, he'll probably ask you if he wants your number, which is dumb. I know. I should also mention we really vibed but didn't really talk much about ourselves because it's, you know, a one night stand. So why bother? So using the minimal details I had, I typed them into Google. Who would have fucking known his LinkedIn came up? So my question is. I mean, who could have guessed it? Who could have guessed it? Can I now go and add him on Facebook and say, if you're ever back in town, I'd love to catch up. Or do I bury this and ruin the fantasy I remember? Yes, you can message him on Facebook. Fucking yes. Yeah. So I, okay, here's a little story. I reckon you can message him on LinkedIn. But Brit says no. We've had this conversation. Not on LinkedIn, you psycho. <laughs> Go to <laughs> Facebook's way better. I years and years, I think I was 25. I just moved to Sydney. I've told this probably on the podcast in our very first year, like two or three years ago. I was online dating then and I didn't, I wasn't big on social media, but there was this guy that I, I wasn't s- big on social media. I didn't even know how to do the interweb. <laughs> I didn't know how to do anything. When I wasn't big on social, no, that's such sorry. a good way of describing it. No, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't have, I mean, right, I wasn't, right, didn't right. have social. I thought you meant when you no, were like, didn't have I a didn't big know, following. No, I didn't know how to use it, the interweb at all. Like I think I still had a hotmail or a big pond or something. Nothing against anyone with big pond. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, but I was not good on social media. So I had seen this guy and I just, it didn't happen often, but his online dating profile, he was so hot. Like it was, he was so good looking. It was ridiculous. I don't know what it was. He had this dog that I loved. I loved his he vibe. He had a of, dog. I loved his vibe of photos. Yep. I loved everything about him. And he had his whole, this was, I don't know if he put it in. I don't remember. Or if it, that's what it used to be online dating then. But his whole entire name was in the, the profile. profile. I think back in, in the day it was a whole I think name. It was, until people started to get stalked and stuff. Anyway, I ma- I swiped right and it wasn't a match, but I remembered his name and we didn't match. So I could have, part of me could have been like, well, 
he has doesn't like you because he's probably seen you're not matched. But I went and found him on Facebook. So I typed the name in. Quite a few people came up. So I dug onto page 16 and found him. Yeah, but one of his photos that I saw was the I matched it with the photo that I had seen of him and this dog. So I knew it was the right guy. There are so many layers of you being a crazy bitch in this. Totally. And I fucking love it. Loved it. So I messaged him. I was like, hey, I remember what I wrote. I remember saying, I mean, that's just five, ten years ago. I saw you on on – Hey, this is a a sentence I hoped I would never say. That's what I said. (laughs) This is a sentence I hoped I would never say. I saw you on the dating app and we didn't match. So I found you on Facebook. (laughs) I just wanted to say, hey – and in my head, I just thought I will reg- – I will because I weighed it up. I was like, will I regret never knowing? And the answer was yes. I would regret not knowing more than I would regret him rejecting me. So I went for it, took a risk. He wrote back almost immediately or like within an hour and he said, hey, um, so glad you reached out. I haven't seen you online dating. He was from New Zealand. I haven't seen you on that. And then we started So he talking. hadn't gotten to you yet basically. No, so it wasn't that he said no. He's like, I just haven't come across you. We, he's like, you're like, well, I'm out of matches because I've literally gotten to the place where there's no one left in Sydney. Well, he was in New Zealand. No, (laughs) (laughs) he was from New Zealand, but he was here. We started to talk and I was like, this guy's amazing. And he said, I'm on, I live in America. I'm actually, unfortunately going back in three days time, but do you want to get dinner? And I said, yes. So we met up that night and we did not leave each other's side for three days. We spent the best three days together, like had great sex. We're obsessed. I was like one of those people that was like, I've met met a soulmate like I was like and he felt the same anyway that was 10 years ago and to this day we are still probably he's probably one of my closest friends like he's in another relationship long term we just adore each other as people the unit for whatever reason the universe was supposed to put us together and he's still someone that I would call to tell every secret to when I'm upset when I Jordan and I ended I called him first he's one of those people and We've only probably – we've caught up over the years. I've seen him in America. He's been here a few times. Nothing's ever happened. We've just gotten to this point where we're just obsessed with each other as two humans. But that was all from going out on this one little limb and chasing someone down. So I'm a really big advocate for this. Well, I think this is a funny one because I think, like, it's always fine if they want you to do it. Like, it's always fine if it's reciprocated, right? Like, so if a guy who you don't match with on Tinder – then stalks you down, finds you on Facebook and messages you. If you think he's hot and you hadn't seen him, of course you're going to be like, yeah, let's go for it. But if you did see him and you swipe no, you're going to be like, oh, that fucking creep, he found me. Like this can go one of two ways. But I think the rule is it's one message. It is one message. If there is no reply, that is the rejection. Leave that person alone. Do not be the person that multiply like like is like, hello, it's me again. Oh, you get one shot. You don't triple text. You didn't get Especially not on LinkedIn. You don't triple LinkedIn. Did you get my message? I think it's fine. I think in this instance, if you had an amazing time together, it is probably a little bit weird that he didn't ask for your number, but in the same way that you didn't, maybe he thought you were going to ask, you thought he was going to ask, no one asked, so that you, you were both kind of like, okay, well, this is what this is, and then you left it. I think go out, shoot your shot. The worst thing that's going to happen is he's not going to write back. Well, that's it. He's not going to write that's back. That's No, you creep. He's not going to write that. He might he's, think it. <laughs> but he won't write it. And that's what you've got to remember. You've got to remember he's either going to see it and not reply 
Big deal. Move on. Who cares? Or he's going to reply and say, I had a great time too. Let's catch up for sure. Maybe you won't catch up. Maybe he's being polite. Maybe you will catch up. But shoot your bloody shot. And that is totally the take-home message from this. Like more so than like whether you should go and message someone on Instagram or like whether you should do it on LinkedIn, whatever it is. I think the big thing to remember is that like rejection, especially when there's not much writing on it, when it's literally just you're, you're sending a message and you didn't get a reply, that shouldn't be a big deal. Like we don't need to make that a big deal. It's okay to put yourself out there and for someone to be like, "Mm, you know, no, I wasn't feeling it. Like that is not a reflection on you as a person. It is not a reflection on what you provide in a relationship. It's not a reflection of your value by any means. What that's a reflection of is what that other person's needs and wants are. And and they may not be at a point where they want to date. They may be in a fucking relationship. You do not have any idea where somebody else is at in life. And the worst thing that you can ever do is take a rejection personally in these instances because 99.9% of the time, they're just simply not. Question number three. So a few weeks back on a drunken night, I slept with my housemate, who is also my friend. We had been out with a group of mutual friends and one thing led to another. And well, we did the deed. Several times. Now, <laughs> in the one night. In several rooms. And several now, <laughs> since then, he has basically just pretended as though nothing happened. Like he hasn't ever brought it up and hasn't mentioned a single thing. I don't want to date him or anything like that. But is it strange that he hasn't said a single thing about it? <laughs> should I be offended by this? Should I bring it up with him? Or should I just never acknowledge the huge elephant that I feel is in the room? I would be putting an advert up on Flatmate Finder for either you to move out or for him to move out. No, this is – I think this is a funny one. I would. How many people out there do you reckon have fucked their housemates? Heaps. Loads. Heaps. I reckon you have. No. Do you know what, though? I once – there was three of us, right, like three friends, and we were all going to move into a house together, and that was the plan. And then I had sex with one of them, and then we couldn't all move in together because we all agreed that that would be very bad. Well, I've done it. Okay. <laughs> that was okay. a 50 50 chance. Wait, how did that pan out for you? So, my, mine was an interesting story. Before I give you my opinion, I'll tell you it wasn't intentional. I had. I fell over and, and he fell into me. It slipped right in. I, I <laughs> fell over onto his penis. Happens to yep. the best of us. It, it certainly does. Okay, it was when I moved to Scotland. I moved to Scotland and I had. I only knew one person there. I was living on my own because Sheridan. And a girl's got to eat. Well, Sheridan had fallen in love with Jay, her Scottish fiance, and they left me for dust. So I had to fend for myself. So I had to go fend for myself. So I only knew one other person. And it was a guy that was from New Zealand originally. I said to him, hey, you don't happen to know anyone that has any accommodation, do you? Or is looking for a room to rent? Because he was a bit young. He'd, He'd lived in Scotland for two years. And he was like, hold the line. I've got a big group of friends. Let me put it out there. And I was like, fantastic. That afternoon, he gets back to me. He's like, hey, I've got a whole apartment you can rent. Two bedrooms, one bathroom, great place. Like it's, it's pretty nice. The guy, my friend that owns the apartment is away. He said, any friend of yours is a friend of mine. So he's like, he'll give it to you for a really cheap price, but you can only have it for eight weeks while he's away. And then he's coming, like he's giving you eight weeks to find somewhere. And I'm like, that is amazing. That's great. That's a long time. So I moved into this house. And this guy started messaging me, just the owner, but being really nice, just being like, hey, let me know if you need anything. You know, like this is the coffee shop I go to. He'd also been sent a photo of what you looked like. So he knew exactly who was staying in his house. Well, I don't, I don't know if he had, but he, it turns out he is a rugby player. He played World Cup oh, rugby. Yeah. For Britney's it, type. Well, for Italy too. So like definitely my type. Sportsman. <laughs> Sportsman. 
So he, the texts started to eventuate into FaceTimes. Once a week, he'd FaceTime me to check in. Everything all right with the house? And the first time we saw each other, he tells a story where he was like, oh, like you're pretty cute. He didn't say that. I wasn't attracted to him initially. I just thought he was a really nice guy. He wasn't my, my actual type. After he did his rugby tour, he moved back and I was supposed to have left, but he had developed this really big crush on me. So he's like, you can stay in the house if you want. I've got two bedrooms. He's like, just a hundred bucks, like whatever. Just He's like, it's nice to have the company, but it was, a, it was a ploy. And we ended up, uh, I, I, we're sort of together, I guess. We ended up eventually hooking up and we're just, it was weird. We would like sleep together. and we would But then go back to your own go bedrooms. Go back to your own bedrooms and stuff. <laughs> and we like had a shared wall. That up. sounds like the dream relationship. That sounds amazing. We did it for I, months, months and months. Just <laughs> have sex and then go back and get a good night's sleep. It was. Yeah. And that was it. So like, yes, I have done it, but we, it definitely wasn't the elephant in the room. We spoke about it. This situation is awkward because- you have literally just hooked up and now he's pretending like it didn't happen. Especially if you're friends. Like if you guys are housemates and you're mates, like you're good friends who hang out together, who like, you know, that relationship has now changed. But the fact, and I'm, I do not deal with elephants in the room. Brittany knows this. I don't deal with it. Like you have to fucking talk about it. You have to talk about things because otherwise it just like festers. And gets weird. And so if he's just there being like, oh, hey, how's your day? Like, did some shopping, got some milk. And you're like, yeah, remember when you were inside me three days remember ago? Remember when you got my milk? Yeah, remember <laughs> Remember when I milked all over you? Like there, it's it's weird. This is weird. Yes, I'm not I'm not arguing the point, but I don't think- Would you bring it up? No. You wouldn't, you would never say anything. I mean, do you know what? If, if I did, it would be in a really joking way. I wouldn't be like, let's sit down and talk about it. But I think in no, the end of the day- No, I don't if, think you can be like, hey, remember once, how we fucked? Because what if- Yeah, that's what I would do. That's exactly <laughs> what I do. I'd be like, hey, remember the other night how we fucked? I remember how that time, how we had sex. I would say it in a in a funny way, but I would also go with the flow probably a little bit. Like if he's pretending it doesn't happen and you're happy to pretend it doesn't happen, I think that's fine. But like- for some reason, he doesn't want to talk about it. But maybe he thinks you don't want to talk about it. Maybe, I don't know. Look, If you bring it up, funny, throwaway comment. That's my advice. I think the big thing is, is like figure out why it makes you feel so weird that he doesn't want to talk about it. Like, is it because you're like, there is something that happened. We both know it happened. And now our friendship feels disingenuous because we're not at least acknowledging it, which I think is a very real thing. Like, right, you might be feeling like, well, now we are doing this li- – we're, like, li- living together and lying about – Living in sin. Yeah, we're just we're – just, like, it feels inauthentic, right? And some people really – you know, I, I think most people, most people want to live in a way that feels authentic to them, especially in their own home. So I think it's okay. Like, if this was me, I would probably – bring it up. I would definitely bring it up, I think. And not you because- You 100% would. <laughs> yes. And I would say like, hey, I just want to bring this up because I do feel like there's an elephant in the room and I don't want this to change our friendship because I think you're great. I'm not interested in, in anything more than that. Like that was crazy, but also like, I just want to clear this energy because it for, feels weird for me. Yeah. For me, that makes it that that changes the dynamic because all of a sudden it's making it something bigger than it is. He's like, cool, we had sex. You're like, cool, we had sex. I don't think you need to talk about it. He's probably worried about 
making the friendship awkward, changing the friendship dynamic, ruining the friendship. But by sitting down and saying, I don't want this to change anything, but we need to talk about it and address the elephant in the room. It changes it. But the thing is, you had sex. It changed it anyway. That's, yeah, that's the problem. The problem is, is sex like- Sex and forget. No, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It's not like doing each other's washing. Like he's been inside you. You have had sex. So like, it doesn't have to be a big deal, but like- I think if it's becoming a big deal and you cannot stop thinking about it, then at least, and I mean, I, I okay. And the reason why I'm saying like talk about it a little bit is because I, I do think like communication is the foundation for every relationship, whether you're friends, whether you're romantic, whatever it is, like have a conversation. It doesn't have to be a big in-depth conversation, but if, if I was in this situation, I would feel so fucking weird that we'd had sex and he was just pretending it didn't happen. Well, the benefit of having the conversation, if we're going to go there, is maybe you could hook up again. Maybe but this could maybe be in my good. situation. This maybe, yeah. And also, like, maybe – and you hit it, you said it earlier, Britt, but, like, often people think I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to make the other person feel awkward. And he might be doing the same thing. We could be soulmates. And you guys might be men for each other. <laughs> Wait, can this be an ask on cut aftermath, please? Can you tell us what happened with this friendship hooking up story? Absolutely. If you guys have an ask uncut aftermath, that means if we have ever answered one of your ask uncut questions before and you have a resolution to the conundrum, we want to know about it. Slide on into the DMs at Life Uncut Podcast. Tell us what happened. And also if you haven't pre-ordered the book yet, this is your cheeky little reminder to go jump on the links in our bios, get yourself the We Love Love book. Well, we yes, would, because there won't we, be we an, would love, love that. Well, there won't be an endless amount. So you do want to make sure you get your hot little hands on one before they hopefully sell out. <laughs> hopefully. And, and you know the drill. <laughs> tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your dog, tell your friends and share the love because we love love.